Why don't you let this nice man from the Russian security service help you onto the window ledge and you can sample the... Oops, I guess that's what happens when you go against party lines. Hello friends, and welcome in to this the 206th edition of Fusebox, cautiously entitled, Have a Nice Trip. And much more about that in uh, mere moments. I am your deep discount source for highly classified documents, host Mark Rose, and joining me over there, amid the flotsam and jetsam of the glorified liquid crystal displays, is the Archbishop of Bi-Amplification, Milt Keynes, everybody. Well, thank you kindly. Hey, tell me that. Uh, is that box in the entryway there? Is that what I think it is? Well, that depends, Mr. Keynes. What do you think it is? Well, the mysterious audio noise uh, black box thing. You are correct, sir. Wow. Really? Oh, I right. so it really did show up. <laughs> it did. It did indeed. And let me uh, uh, fill in the various blanks here, friends. Uh, uh, way back in 2021, I had discovered that uh, this uh, little-known company that uh, made a most unique audio tool known to, uh, well, let's just call them the deep industry professionals. And uh, known, too, by some uh, resourceful musicians with friends in that uh, aforementioned lofty realm of the audio community. Well, uh, this company, uh, Symbolic Sound, based out of uh, Chicago, actually, and not Australia, as I had originally thought when I uh, first heard about this thing in uh, the early 1990s. Australia? Well, well yeah, because uh, uh, all of their product names were uh, like based on exotic animals, like uh, uh, the paca, for instance, which, uh, if we are to be annoyingly accurate, Mr. Keynes, actually comes from Central and South America, right? But I digress. Most of the folks in those days that uh, I was aware of uh, that, that used this device were in, in fact, uh, Australia and Europe. And so I, you know, thought that's where it was all happening. And I later discovered it was in constant use at Skywalker Ranch by sound editors Ben Burt and uh, Gary Rydstrom, among others, for years. Now, these two, of course, are uh, rather responsible for the uh, sonic landscape of Star Wars uh, at that time. So, if I had to describe what this thing is, I'd say that um, I, I think many folks have heard of uh, the term a GPU or a graphics processing unit. That's an outboard device, meaning it lives outside of the computer itself. And uh, this box 
does all the video processing externally to keep the resources of the computer uh, free to do other tasks. And it uh, also uh, does some pretty high-end video uh, renderings and things like that that a standard computer-based GPU could not, in most cases, uh, do. So this thing, called an APU, or audio processing unit, is essentially the same thing. It's the software that comes with this thing called Kima that makes it uh, truly unique. So I know you reached out to those uh, symbolic sound folks. Uh, we covered it in an er uh, earlier episode. Wait a minute. Uh, it was, uh, wait a minute, wait, let me get it here. Uh, oh, it was uh, episode uh, 180, Fiddling with Nero. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Mr. Keynes, for that uh, valuable historical reference point right there. Well, I aim to please. Uh, not always hitting the uh, target, though. Right? Uh, <laughs> well, the aim is true, bro. <laughs> Be that as it wouldn't. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I, I reached out to uh, those delightful folks, and we had uh, decided to uh, take the plunge on one of their devices and placed an order for one back in August of last year. Then, the now too well-known chip shortage hit full stride, uh, and uh, these folks found themselves in a rather awkward place, as they couldn't uh, fulfill the orders they had. And, uh, and these folks are like a small company, yeah? Right. I mean, they're not farming out assembly to some foreign shore or something. Oh, oh hell no. Yeah, they're, they're, these are all hand-assembled right there in Chicago, one at a time. <laughs> So, to make a long story just a bit longer, they alerted me to the problem, and uh, frankly, uh, I knew the tough spot they and countless other manufacturers were in and, and said, hey, I'm just going to hang in there, so it's all good. Uh, a year or so later, I see this uh, email from the symbolic folks, and it says in the headline there, good news, important information regarding your order and... Invitation to a Zoom call. Wow. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it really is a tight little community of users, and uh, I got to say, some pretty cool folks in that community. Could uh, one say they are cats? Yeah, without hesitation, Mr. Keynes, without hesitation. Uh, so I uh, click the link a few days later, and here we are, the uh, principles of symbolic sound, and uh, a bunch of folks, like maybe a little shy of a hundred, I'm going to guess, um, from all over the world. And, and the first clue that it was going to be of uh, international origin was that the start time of the call was published in UTC, or uh, universal time. So, wait a minute, you had to do math to find out what time this thing was starting? <laughs> well, simple math. Uh, really, just a browser click on a uh, time converter, which, uh, by the way, uh, they had provided in the invitation. Right. Worked great for me. It was like, you know, 11 a.m. out here. Oh, lucky. Yeah. So uh, they proceeded to detail how they had spent the last year and change trying to figure out what to do during this uh, shortage and decided to try something a little wacky and a little new design a completely new box that uses the uh, current crop of uh, really speedy chips that are more readily available. Good plan. Yeah, it was, it was. 
And there was a bonus, too. The new box they designed was considerably smaller than the previous model. Also, it had a uh, wireless uh, attachment. And, most importantly, was two and a half times faster than the biggest configuration they had previously built. Well, that must have made a bunch of folks downright giddy, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. And uh, a few of them there were uh, beta testers of this new thing, and they were quite pleased with the performance and uh, things you can do with it. Well, then, uh, we'll be hammering nails and pulling cables again, but uh, should be pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's always the eternal optimist, Mr. Keynes. <laughs> hey, what did I tell you about that the last time, like six months ago, when we had to do that reconfiguration for that uh, Mac Studio stuff? Well, that went well, right? Well, you know, I didn't lose an eye or uh, poke out a speaker cone, if that's what you mean. Oh, piece of cake, bro. From your lips to dog's ears. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we return after this brief reset... We'll be talking falling, spilling, and other misfootings of daily life. I've heard that song before. Fusebox. It's the show for everybody. Uh, but not everybody will like it. Tragic Journals. Day 21 Found my nose And we are back Well, thank you, Mr. Keynes uh, By the way, friends, that little twisted memento just before we came back Is a uh, new segment called Tragic Journals <laughs> and I have to say that it was most definitely inspired by uh, uh, an internet colleague of ours who doesn't know this yet, uh, Frank Edward Nora, who, uh, by the way, has a very long-running podcast called The Overnightscape, and uh, certainly worthy of uh, your consideration. Yeah, hadn't he been doing that since, like, uh, 1875 or something? <laughs> well, not quite that far ahead of the trend, but uh, far enough. I think Frank started doing the podcast thing before there even was a podcast thing, like uh, 2003. Well, uh, in a recent uh, program, uh, Frank informs us that uh, he had come to find out that uh, back in the early 1950s, his dad and his dad's family... Wait, wait we're, we're talking Frank's dad's family, right? Not Frank president. Uh, correct, correct. Uh, but to make it even more or less clear, Frank's dad... Is named Frank, too. Avoids confusion. Yeah. So Frank Sr.'s family had taken a trip to Europe. And uh, Frank Sr.'s sister had compiled a journal at the time of all the places and people and events that uh, had transpired during that uh, auspicious trip of theirs. And so Frank was uh, reading from these, uh, no doubt, uh, yellowed, Xeroxed pages uh, written by, uh, I'm going to guess, a 12-year-old gal at the time and most likely scribbled while driving 
along bumpy or uh, pothole-ridden roads and uh, causing the penmanship to be uh, a tad challenged at times. Um, So as Frank was reading from these pages, often struggling to uh, decipher the wording there, something demented and wrong naturally came screaming into my consciousness. Was it a flying aardvark? Uh, No, Uh, but uh, could have been, I suppose. Uh, Yeah. So I thought, what would it be like to see the journal entries of someone struggling with terribly unusual situations? You know, horrendously atypical problems and locations. As one does. Yeah. Of course, Mr. Gaines. So, um, from time to time, we'll get a taste or seven of these uh, delightful nightmares. You know, just, just a little pinch. Little goes a long way, bro. So, a uh, news item that uh, may have fallen sideways due to the orange guy railings and the 11 teen indictments pending for uh, Steve Bannon every hour, you you might have missed this rather uh, suspicious reporting that uh, Ravel Maganov, the chair of uh, the board of directors of Luck Oil, which is Russia's largest private oil company, quote, fell from a window at Central Clinical Hospital and... Died from injuries sustained. (laughs) He fell out a window. Pretty safe to say he probably died. Yeah. Well, the news likes to be thorough, Mr. Keynes. Lying horribly at times, but thorough. This unfortunate event happened just months after his company openly criticized the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, well, it gets uh, uh, weirder a bit later. Lockoil said uh, Maganov had, quote, passed away following a severe illness. A rare condition called pushed out of the window-itis. <laughs> well, it was not immediately clear whether his death was an accident, a suicide, or caused by foul play. Russian state media agencies, uh, citing an unnamed source, reported that Maganov had been admitted to the hospital with a heart condition and had been on antidepressants. Now, uh, Baja, or Baja, a Russian news site with uh, close ties to the police, suggested he may have slipped from a balcony while smoking and that no CCTV was available because cameras had been turned off for repairs. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but... <laughs> But isn't that just a bit convenient? I mean, no CCTV anywhere that's working at the moment. I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, it gets even better, Mr. Keynes. The state-run news agency TASS claimed on Thursday that Maganov had taken his own life, citing a source in Russia's security services who called Maganov's death a, quote, suicide. They mean... Assisted suicide, right? Well, here's the uh, weirder part. Now, as you can imagine, Maganov's death was... Uh, this has attracted scrutiny because lock oil was extremely rare among Russian energy companies in uh, criticizing the invasion of Ukraine or criticizing virtually anything. <laughs> 
publicly calling for a ceasefire. Now, this was just one week after Vladimir Putin announced the uh, beginning of Moscow's, quote, special military operation. What they said was calling for the soonest termination of the armed conflict. We express our sincere empathy for all victims who are affected by this tragedy. And then they went on to say, we strongly support a lasting ceasefire and a settlement of problems through, here it comes, serious negotiations and diplomacy. Oh, man, brave guy. He must have known they wouldn't share his opinion. Clearly. Now, here's the nugget. Half a dozen business people with ties to the Russian energy industry have died in apparent suicides or in mysterious circumstances since the outbreak of the war in Ukraine. None of the deaths have been classified as murders. A a former top manager of Luck Oil was found dead in the basement of a residence in a uh, Moscow suburb in May. The Russian news report said the house belonged to a, quote, self-styled shaman who practiced purification rites. Investigators said the uh, preliminary cause of death was determined to be heart failure. Well, anything that ends with death is usually heart failure. Uh, By the way, the, the incident occurred on the same day Vladimir Putin visited the hospital in order to pay his respects to Mikhail Gorbachev, the last leader of the Soviet Union. Holy carp. Yeah, right. And uh, most of this reporting, by the way, comes from uh, UK news publisher The Guardian and not Hot Bag of Steaming Filth Gazette or The Whining Times or even that blog where I get to make up anything and call it facts, dot putts. Oh, man, I love that one, bro. Kind of like that uh, YouTube channel where that guy says shit about stuff. Yeah, a hundred million subscribers, it says. Yeah, all named Carl. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying uh, it it just looks a bit odd on the surface, all these uh, accidental deaths or suicides. (laughs) It's really clear the Russian security services are uh, not trying to cover it up or sugarcoat anything here. They're actually sending a very clear message. Shut up or have an intimate conversation with the concrete. Hasn't that always been the case, bro? Well, it seems a lot less veiled in recent times. There has always been some shadowy stuff done by shadowy folks uh, forever there. Well, they are not the only ones, Padrone. And speaking of disgusting roadway spills... You know, friends, I'm sure every major city or even some minor cities uh, have uh, that that little stretch of highway or roadway where it just seems that gravity is working against us in some horribly awkward and maybe even a little nefarious on the side uh, way. Hence, these items of uh, uh, truck spillage. 
uh, brought to my attention by the eagle eye of Jody Lorimer. Like uh, this one right here. On August 30th, uh, 2022, a uh, truck crashed into a wall on I-55 in Memphis, Tennessee, creating a big mess with quite a large spill of Five Brothers Alfredo sauce. (laughs) The accident happened at uh, 4.43 p.m., and uh, stinky cleanup uh, continued uh, into the night over there. Yeah. And in uh, keeping in the uh, culinary vein, uh, here just a day before, on August 20th, tomatoes made uh, quite a mess on I-80 in Vacaville, California. The truck carrying tomatoes hit the center divider and spread them over several lanes of traffic. I think there's some kind of cosmic Italian recipe in this mess. Yeah. One could uh, posit that, Mr. Keynes. And and then there's a a little something to wash it all down with. A semi-truck overturned on I-71 in Kentucky, spilling thousands of Bud Light cans along the shoulder and median. Uh, There luckily were uh, no injuries in that uh, debacle. Oh, thank dog, it wasn't you who. Oh, it would have been a very sad day. For at least you. Hey! (laughs) Then, one of my favorites. On January 14th, 2022, a truck in Melbourne, Australia, spilled, quote, animal entrails and meat waste on the M80 freeway. Unfortunately... It was 93 degrees that day, so the smell only got worse. And uh, sort of related, on uh, uh, September 19th, 2021, a, a truck carrying goats and sheep overturned in normal Illinois, spilling farm animals, which were running up and down Interstate 55 for quite a while. The uh, driver and uh, all the animals were fortunately unharmed. Local farms and an animal hospital came to the assistance of the animals and uh, helped corral and herd them uh, back into the trailers. So maybe it should be abnormal Illinois. They saw what you did there and are revoking your citizenship. (laughs) This, a truck carrying portable toilets, spilled its load. So to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ever the razor wit, Mr. Keynes. When its brakes failed and it ran off the road in Warren County, Pennsylvania. Sadly, the toilets were full. And spilled human waste as well. Nobody was injured in the accident. I think their noses were injured in that accident, though. (laughs) And lastly, and surely at the end here, is this. On January 21st, uh, 2022, a trailer carrying 
100 monkeys on I-80 in Danville, Pennsylvania, collided with a dump truck, spilling live monkeys onto the roadway. At least four monkeys got loose and were eventually captured. A good thing, too, as they were not your average simian. Uh, these are synomalgous monkeys, and they can cost up to $10,000 each and are primarily used in uh, medical research. Well, you know, it just doesn't sound like it would have been a very good day either way for them. Tragic Journals. Day 263, the carpet is breathing again. And on that uplifting note... We'll call it a show, friends, but not before thanking our contributor on this edition of the show, Bruce Miles, for outstanding ideification. And as always, a fall-free zone of thanks to our always perpendicular doctor of dials, Milt Keynes, for uh, technical assistance, so forth and so on. Pleasure as always, and uh, folks, if you haven't subscribed liked and all that sort of stuff please feel free to do that because well we we wouldn't want you to take an unwanted flight out of a window or what well you know i mean hey t t times are tough man we gotta drum up support and all so i thought you know a little gentle reminder please Disregard that previous veiled threat from Milt. You will not be visited in the middle of the night by some uniformed officer ordering you to like and subscribe under penalty of uh, window ledge punting. Well, I, I just thought... He'll be dressed as a UPS guy. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure you've heard by now that we have uh, launched a Patreon page and would uh, positively be mad with delight to have you come join us there as well. And highly classified documents will be freely on view for all to see and share with lucky friends and family members. That's patreon.com forward slash the Fusebox Show. And uh, while your head there is just reeling from all these damn instructions, <laughs> don't forget the Fusebox store. We got a loads of stuff and things in that store and you can find it at our Facebook page and just click that uh, shop now button. Or at our webpage, thefuseboxshow.com and by clicking the swag tab. We do so appreciate that truly. We truly, truly do. I have been your thinking outside of the box to get inside out of the rain host Mark Rose saying, until our next cartoon.